Gabe Miller here, and I want to personally thank you for checking out our podcast. And I also want to encourage you to click the subscribe button so that each week's message will automatically show up in your feed. Another great way to stay connected with this is on our website at yourimpactchurch.com and on all of our social media outlets at Your Impact Church. I hope this message today encourages you, inspires you, and challenges you. Let's jump into the message. You ever been at church and people just start talking and saying things because they're just trying to kill time and keep you from feeling awkward while they adjust their Bibles and iPads and everything else? <laughs> keep on talking. Um, want to mention a couple of things uh, before we get into the message. This, this November, our iClub ministry and our student ministry... Uh, which is is fifth grade all the way through twelfth grade uh, between those two ministries. They are going to be going on a retreat uh, the first weekend of November, and they're going to uh, learn and grow and be in connection with each other and worship God and and uh, have some fun activities as well. But um, one thing that we want to make you aware of is over the next couple of months, they're going to be doing some things that you'll be hearing about and and seeing things even on social media probably to try to. Uh, raise some funds to help those kids be able to go because uh, it does cost money to get there and uh, they're trying to help out with with making sure that every every student that wants to be able to go is able to go and so the first thing one of the things that they're going to be doing is starting next Sunday when you walk out into the lobby you're going to see some jars out there and uh, you're going to probably see some pictures and some faces and some names on those jars and what they have come up with is an idea that is a pie face fundraiser. So they have, they have nominated some leaders within the church and people that serve and do different things. And myself, I am included in that. <laughs> and so there are going to be about five jars out there. And basically what you're doing is you're going to be voting with your money. And every dollar, every penny is going to go to help those students be able to get on that retreat and grow closer to the Lord in that intentional atmosphere. And so, uh, and then whoever has the most money after the month of September, I believe, is going to get a pie in the face in front of you all. And so, uh, I'm just letting you know, I'm going to be checking that every single Sunday to make sure uh, of who I need to be upset at, <laughs> depending on where the money is going in the jars. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. But it's going to be, it's going to be good. And also, um, Wednesday nights. Uh, student ministry has been meeting on Tuesday nights, and because of the new facility and being able to make some shifts, uh, they're going to be moving to Wednesday evenings right here in this building at 6.30, and so they're going to be able to worship, gather together, grow, small groups, all that good stuff, and so uh, keep that in mind because it is going to be shifting from 6.30 to 8 this coming Wednesday. So if you're a student, 7th through 12th grade, uh, we invite you to be here on Wednesday night, 6.30. It's going to be a great time. All right, is there anything I'm forgetting? I don't think so. All right. So we've been in a series that we called Fresh, and by now you know that we've been in this series, and I told you last week, I don't know, uh, I feel like we're coming to a close kind of in this series, but as long as the Lord keeps uh, speaking a word, uh, we just want to stay right where he's speaking to, because we know that it's going to speak to you, it's going to speak to us, it's going to be exactly what we need. And so just to catch you up to speed, if you've been here, if you haven't been here, uh, you can go check these messages out, because I'm going to touch on them just in about 30 seconds, I'm going to go through four different topics that we've been on but go on the podcast if you like the audio while you're driving down the road listen to it uh, if you missed a week or go on the app and you can check it out on there and watch it but 
Uh, we've talked about fresh wind, fresh vision, fresh strength, and fresh courage so far, and really feel like God is equipping us with what we need for this season of life, for this season of what we're walking through or what you may be walking through, or what you might experience that you don't even know is coming down the road. God's trying to equip us with everything that we need. And so today we're doing this a little bit differently. As you can see, we're going to kind of tag team this one. And uh, it's something that God's put on our heart that we believe is so important. And so we want to talk to you on this subject today. We've called the message Fresh Praise. Fresh Praise. And here's what I believe God wants to do in your life. He wants to give you a fresh praise. That when you leave today and as you go through your week, that there's a fresh praise that is on your lips. And uh, to do that, we're going to go through quite a bit of scripture. And so you can follow along if you have a Bible or if you want to just follow along on the screen, you can do that as well. Uh, but we're going to talk for just a few moments on the topic of fresh praise. How many of you know that praise was actually mentioned in the Bible 214 times? It's a lot of times. Um, I, I frequently tell my children... Um, how many times are you supposed to say it? One time. Say it one time. But 214 times, and we believe it's because it has such great value in our lives, in our hearts, um, such great power. Yeah. So before I start, I want to um, take time to pray, and um, then we'll get into the word. God, we thank you for who you are. God, we thank you, Lord, for this reminder of praising you. God, we pray, Lord, that um, ears will be open, eyes will be open, hearts will be open to receive what you have for us. Father, speak through us today. Um, have your way in this place. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, the definition of praise is to express approval or admiration of, to say or write good things about, to commend, to extol, to express thanks to or love and respect for. But we want to read to you um, some scriptures that just kind of give examples of praise. Psalm 9, 1 through 2 in the New Living Translation says, I will praise you, Lord, with all my heart. I will tell of all the marvelous things you have done. I will be filled with joy because of you. I will sing praises to your name, O Most High. Psalm 30, verse 4, sing to the Lord, all you godly ones. Praise his holy name. And I want to, I want to read a few more scriptures, but... Uh, and we're going through these kind of quickly because we're just really, we're just touching on a few places in the Bible where praise is mentioned and the importance of praise. And you see somebody writing about, hey, I'm going to praise you. What I would encourage you to do, we won't do it today for the sake of time, but I would encourage you to go back as you read through the Psalms. The Psalms are a great book to read through. As you read through the Psalms, though, what I would encourage you to do is to, to find the context of what that person was experiencing as they were writing that. Because we can read through here and we see like, oh, I will praise you and I will praise you and I will praise you. But it's sometimes helpful to know what were they walking through? What were they going through? What was the reason that they were declaring, you know what, in this situation, I'm going to praise you. In that situation, I'm going to praise you. So in Psalm 35, 18, uh, it says, thank, then I will thank you in front of the great assembly. I will praise you before all the people. Psalm 35, 28, then I will praise will proclaim your justice, and I will praise you all day long. Psalm 47, 6, sing praises to God, sing praises, sing praises to our King, sing praises. Psalm 100, verse 4, enter his gates with thanksgiving, go into his courts with what? Praise. praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. First Chronicles 16, 8 through 10, give thanks to the Lord and proclaim his greatness. Let the whole world know what he has done. 
Sing to him, yes, sing his praises. Tell everyone about his wonderful deeds. Exult in his holy name. Rejoice, you who worship the Lord. Hebrews 13 and verse 15. Therefore, let us offer through Jesus a continual sacrifice of praise to God, proclaiming our allegiance to his name. And I want to pause for just a moment because I love the way that the writer of Hebrews says that it is a sacrifice of praise. How many of you ever felt like uh, if you were going to praise, it was going to be a sacrifice? It was going to be something you didn't feel like it. You didn't want to. What you were walking through did not, you know, you didn't feel like this is not the time to praise. But I love that the writer says, hey, let us offer through Jesus a continual sacrifice of praise, proclaiming our allegiance to his name. In other words, saying we're not turning away from God. We're going to praise him no matter what. We're going to offer a sacrifice of praise. And so over and over and over in scripture, we see people declaring praise to God, declaring praise to God. And we're going to look at some different verses and different pieces of scripture as we go through uh, these three things that we want to talk to you about for just a moment. But since this is such a big part of the word of God, and as you read through your Bible, come on, you need to read through your Bible. You, you know, there's a reason why you have it. If you don't have a Bible, we would love to get you a Bible so that you can be in the word of God and know what his word says. But if being, if, if praise is such a big deal to God, if it's something that is so in the word of God so many times, and it's such a big part of our Christian life, then we want to look at three things. The first one is going to be a statement. It's going to be a truth. And then we want to ask two questions. And we want to ask two questions because questions get us thinking. Questions get us thinking about where are we at in our life? How are we applying that in our life? Are we living that out? Are we praising God in that way? And so we want to talk about these things for just a moment. So I'll let you uh, jump in with statement number one. And before we do that, I just want to encourage you, as Gabriel was saying that um, about, you know, just how the context of Scripture is important and us looking at that. This is one of the big reasons why we encourage grow groups because it's a great time that we can discuss and break down the word together. Yeah. There's a there's a grow group over first and second Peter. There's a grow group over the book of Matthew. Um, there's a grow group that's just going to be over breaking o- breaking down a verse a week. There's one over um, getting out of your head for ladies um, in Philippians. There's one about our relationship with Jesus and falling in love with Him. Um, there's one about sharing your faith. There's one for marriages. Um, but I want to encourage you get in a grow group because it's about growing together and getting in there and finding your iron. And let me tell you, every single time I go in, whether I'm leading one or participating, I surround, I am surrounded by iron that I just, I grow and I'm encouraged. And um, I just, I want to encourage you find a grow group this season yeah. and get in one. You will be so blessed. What do we say? Come on, say it with me. Get in a group. Get in a group. Get in a group. We believe in the power of getting in a group and yes. being in community and growing in your faith. It's where, uh, it's where you mature. Yes. It really is. So anyway. Yes. So our first point is we were created to praise God. We were created to praise God. And you may say, well, I know that. But I think that as a, as a culture, we kind of get our focus off of, you know, ever since I was little, I, w- I wanted to be a mom. And I, I wanted to be a wife, and I wanted to be a teacher, and I knew that. Um, it doesn't look the way I thought it was going to look when I was little. Uh, but the reality was, is even though those were things that they were desires in my heart, that wasn't what I was created for. I was created to praise and glorify God. 
Now, does he use those things for me to do that? Absolutely. But we were created, we were placed on this earth to praise and to glorify him. And I think that we just tend to get, we can get focused on, well, I want to be successful. I was created to be successful. I, I was created to uh, whatever you could go on and on. I was, I'm, I'm waiting. I'm, you know, maybe you're single and you're waiting for that right person. Um, whatever it is, that desire in your heart, they're not bad things. I was created, I, I want to see the world. I've always had a desire to see the world. We have a, we have a map in our, in our hallway at our home, and we've pinned the few places we've been. We haven't been many, but we've pinned them, and um, it's been fun to see. But the reality is, is I was created to praise him. I wasn't created just so I could go see the world. Seeing the world's great, but the reality is, is if I never got to see another place, I was created to worship him. And that's not the goal is to see the world. It's a cool thing. I still wouldn't mind it. But it wasn't why I was created. So we have got to remember that we were created so our lives could bring praise and glory to God. Yeah. And there's an instance in the Bible we were looking at this as we were preparing this message. Um, as Jesus is entering into Jerusalem and uh, all the people are gathering around, right? And this is what we would call the triumphal entry. And he's riding in on a donkey, and there are some Pharisees that make a statement to Jesus, and then Jesus responds to the Pharisees. How many of you, how many of you read your Bible, and you know that Jesus always had a response to the Pharisees, right? <laughs> you don't want to be a Pharisee. Like, you know, read your Bible, figure out what a Pharisee is, and you don't want to be that, right? But Jesus always had a response to the Pharisees, and in this situation, this is from Luke chapter 19, it says, some of the Pharisees from the crowd said to him, as Jesus is coming into Jerusalem, says, Teacher, rebuke your disciples for shouting these messianic praises. And Jesus replied, I tell you, if these people keep silent, the stones will cry out in praise. And when I read that verse, I think to myself, you know what? Jesus will be praised. In fact, it says that one day every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. He will be praised. And the Pharisees are saying, you know what? Why? You need to tell them to shut up. Like, they need to quit saying this. This is, they, they need to quit calling you this. They need to quit referring to you as this. They need to quit praising you in this way. And Jesus says, if they don't keep praising me, if they keep their voice silent, these rocks on the side of the road will start praising me because I am worthy to be praised. Amen. We were created to praise. Yeah. We were created that our lives would praise him and bring glory to his name. First Peter chapter 2 and verse 9 it says this, many of us, we quote this verse, says, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his possession. Why? So that you may proclaim the praises of the one who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. He says, you're a chosen race, you're a royal priesthood, a holy nation. You are God's possession why? Why? Why did he call you out of darkness into light? Why have you been saved? Why have you stepped into this new relationship with Jesus? Ultimately, it's so that you can declare the praises of the one who called you out, who brought you out of this lifestyle into this lifestyle. You know what? God, I'm going to praise you and everybody on earth, everybody in my sphere of influence is going to know that you are God because I'm going to praise you. We were created to praise and and as if those scriptures weren't enough for you today, I want to read to you a psalm that, uh, that I think drives the point home very, very clearly. 
And this is in Psalm 148, and I want to read the whole thing, but it's only 14 verses, so relax for just a moment. Uh, it says, praise the Lord, praise the Lord from the heavens, praise him from the skies, praise him all his angels, praise him all the armies of heaven, praise him sun and moon, praise him all you twinkling stars, praise him skies above, praise him vapors high above the clouds, let every created thing give praise to the Lord, for he issued his command and they came into being. He set them in place forever and ever. His decree will never be revoked. Praise the Lord from the earth, you creatures of the ocean depths, fire and hail, snow and clouds, wind and weather that obey him, mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars, wild animals and all livestock, small scurrying animals and birds, kings of the earth and all people, rulers and judges of the earth, young men and young women, old men and children. Let them all praise the name of the Lord for his name is very great. His, his glory towers over the earth and heaven. He has made his people strong, honoring his faithful ones, the people of Israel who are close to him. Praise the Lord. How many of you know that you can find yourself, come on, somewhere on that list? Yeah. <laughs> Young people, old people, men, women, creatures. I mean, just it goes sky, hail, fire, wind, everything that you can imagine. Praises the Lord. Yeah. Praises the Lord. We were created. To bring glory to him. And all of the other things aren't necessarily bad things. But all of the other things can be a way that we can bring praise and honor and glory to God. Through our life. Through our success. Through how God blesses us. Through what he, what he gives us. Through the good times and the hard times. We were created to praise him. I love one of the things he said was he's going to be exalted. And one of my favorite scriptures is Psalm 46.10. But I as... Um, I feel like as Christians, whatever, we tend to say, just be still and know that he is God. I even do. But something I felt like he pointed out to me was just even the end of the verse where he says, I will be exalted among the nations. God is going to be exalted. And I don't know about you, but I want to make sure that I'm part of that. I want to be exalting him with my life. Um, I still really like the first part of the verse, but it just it just stuck out to me. The second part did in a different way. But our 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 question for you, I'm sorry, is: Are you letting your circumstances determine your praise? Are you letting your circumstances determine your praise? We were created to praise, but we can tend to let our circumstances determine our praise. Habakkuk three seventeen through nineteen in the Amplified version. Though the fig tree does not blossom, and there is no fruit on the vines, though the yield of the olive fails, and the fields produce no food, though the flock is cut off from the fold, and there are no cattle in the stalls, yet I will choose to rejoice in the Lord. I will choose to shout in exultation in the victorious God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength. My source of courage, how many of you remember fresh courage and uh, being reminded God is our source? He's my invincible army. He has made my feet steady and sure like hinds feet and makes me walk forward with spiritual confidence on my high places. And I want to pause there because you can see um, in the Amplified Version in parentheses, it actually says the high places being of challenge and responsibility. And I don't know about you, but in the past when I've read that, I've heard high places and I'm like, all right, that's when, you know, things are going swell, right? It's when, when things are going really good and, and the career's taking off or my marriage is doing really good, but our high places can be that place of challenge 
and responsibility. And I believe that too often we allow what's happening to us to determine our praise instead of allowing what God has done for us to determine our praise. Mm. And one of the, obviously, that one of the ways that we can choose to praise him is through hard and uncertainty and, and difficulty. And, you know, what's amazing about this is we actually um, worked on this message on Monday. And I feel like I'm stuttering more in the second service, but first service got the very emotional, raw side of me. Um, and as I read this next line, I just can't help. <laughs> you know, we prepared this, really felt like this was just a message that the Lord had for, for everyone today, not knowing what our family was going to be walking through. And uh, this morning, our... This morning, our grandpa went to be with Jesus. And it's such a sweet time because <laughs> we know he's free and he's healed. So I read this line as I typed it on Monday, <laughs> not knowing that when I was saying it, I'd be reading it for myself too. Choosing to praise God is handing him our pain in exchange for his peace. And I'm thankful for that because praise isn't about me. It's about him. And it's about choosing to say you are greater and you are good no matter what things may look like. And the good and the bad, you are good. You are great. There's one study of Habakkuk 319 that says the troubled times of our life may actually be the high places of spiritual growth for the believer who remains stable when tested. Who remains stable. Remaining stable doesn't mean I don't cry. You're going to see me cry. First service saw us cry a whole lot. <laughs> but he is good. And there's something that he gives that only he can give. The things we actually need. Not that the world can give when we choose to praise. When we choose to praise him. There's a, uh, there's a scripture in Acts 16, and I would encourage you, if you've never read through Acts, um, read, read through Acts. I think it will encourage you uh, to see the first church and what they faced and what they encountered and how they overcame and how they turned to prayer and, and uh, what they walked through in, in that time. Uh, but there's one instance, and Andrea was talking about it during worship earlier, where uh, Paul and Silas, they're in prison, they're chained up, and this is what it says. It says, but about midnight when Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns of praise to God, and the prisoners were listening to them, suddenly there was a great earthquake, so powerful that the very foundations of the prison were shaken, and at once all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were unfastened. And what's interesting to me as you read this story, if you go back and you read, you know, leading up to this, you see that Paul and Silas were in prison not for doing the wrong thing, but for doing the right thing that somebody didn't like. And there was opposition, and so they found themselves bound up and chained up, not for doing something wrong, but for spreading the gospel. And I began to think, I wonder how many of us, even sitting in this room right now, you're not in a physical prison, but you're bound up, and you're chained up on the inside, and I believe that, that 
not only in this situation, it was a physical, I mean, you saw the chains fall off, the earth actually shook. I mean, there was a real earthquake. It really happened. But I believe that even on the inside of you, that God can do something significant in your life in the areas where you're bound up and you're chained when you begin to praise. Come on, I love the fact that it says at midnight. How many of you know, normally when we talk about midnight, we talk about, you know, that's like the darkest part. And at midnight, in the darkest part of the night, they were singing praises to God. And God did something supernatural. And I believe there's, there's, there's some kind of healing and breakthrough that happens whenever we choose, even when it's difficult, even when we don't feel like it, even when we're hurting, that we say, you know what, God, you are God. And you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. You have never changed and you are still good, and you are still faithful, and we're going to praise you. Amen. We're going to praise you. And that's what Paul and Silas were doing in this, and just some practical things for our own lives, just some questions to ask is, if you're, you know, if your workplace, it may get harder. You know, maybe you're in a great work situation. Maybe you're in a not-so-great work situation. And if things, if the, if the heat got turned up, would you choose to praise? Would you choose to praise? You might be fighting for your marriage, and my question would be, Will you choose to praise in the midst of the struggle, in the midst of the heart, in the midst of the uncertainty and not knowing how it's going to turn out, not knowing if it's ever going to be reconciled? You're fighting for it, and, and can you choose to praise in that situation? Um, you may have just lost someone that you love, but will you choose to praise? Will you choose to praise? And it really, it really comes down to the question, in my mind, do you believe that God is God and God is good? That every good and perfect gift comes from Him. And that no matter what we walk through, He's still good. No matter what we walk through, He's still faithful. And He's still worthy to be praised. And that doesn't change based on our circumstances. Too often we allow our circumstances. God did not create us and say, you know what? When you feel like it and when circumstances are the way that you need them to be, that's when I want you to praise and bring glory to my name. He said, no, I'm creating you so that you can praise and bring glory to my name despite what your circumstances look like, that you'll still rely on me and your faith will be in me and your hope and your trust will be in me. Because the next thing is, uh, well, I'll make this statement and then we'll go into that. Choosing to praise is choosing to stand up when it would be easier to sit down. And so often we're tempted to just sit down, but choosing to praise is saying, you know what, I'm going to stand tall in this situation believing that God is for me that God is in this, that he's faithful, he's going he's gonna to see me through, we're going to walk through this together because he's good and he's faithful. The second thing that we want to mention under this point or under this question uh, that we've been asking that are you letting your circumstances determine your praise is that we have to, we have to choose to praise in the good. And this kind of seems, it kind of seems like, well, why, why are you talking about that? I understand we need to choose to praise when it's bad because I think sometimes we forget to praise when it's good. And so I was thinking through this, and I felt like the Lord was asking me some questions, and it was like, when, when you get that creative idea that was exactly what you needed for that work project or whatever, do you stop and take a moment and praise God? And say, I know that, came, that was the Holy Spirit. That came, from, that came from you. And I thank you that you gave me just what I needed in this situation. Just what I needed when I was trying to figure that out. Just the wisdom that I needed. Because so often... We, we, when things are going well, and 
we have more of a tendency to be searching for something whenever things are bad. But when things are going well, we just kind of coast through life. And how many of you know that God is still good and God is preparing the way and God, every good and perfect gift comes from God. Every blessing that you have in your life, every moment that you wake up that, 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 that things are good in your life, you need to praise God. And choose to say, you know what, I'm going to praise you today because things are good. I'm going to praise you today even in the good. When you, when you wake up tomorrow and everyone in your family is healthy, do you choose to praise God? What would it look like if you woke up and before your feet hit the floor you said, you know what, thank you God that my... My spouse, my kids, my family, that everybody's healthy, that everybody's here, that, that we have, come on, thank you, God, that we have some place that we can go to work and where we can make an income and we can make a living and that you're providing and that you are our provider and you've never failed us and, and you've always provided everything that we need. Do you praise him even when it's good? When, when you step into a blessing that you didn't expect, right, a promotion you didn't expect or a relationship you didn't expect or uh, you know, some, some blessing that you didn't expect, do you take a moment and say, you know what, that was God. That was the Lord. That was the Lord who, who blessed me in that way, and so I'm going to take a moment and I'm going to praise Him, even when it's good. Listen, when, when everything in your life is, is, seems to be going right, do you take time to stop and praise God? Or do you sometimes have a tendency to forget about God most of the time and say you really need something? And I think it's the danger, it's a dangerous place to be when we're not turning to God unless we need something. But I, I, think that, I think that the Lord would ask us today, hey, will you praise me for everything that I've already done? And even if, listen, even if he never did another thing, even if he never did another thing for you, just the fact that he sent Jesus to take your place so that you, can, you could enter into a right relationship with God, it's enough. It's enough. And so we have to choose to praise him when it's, when it's hard, when it's difficult, and when it's good. We don't want to forget in the good seasons that, man, this is, this is the blessing of God yeah. in my life, and I'm going to praise him for it. I think so often, um, personally, I'm guilty of this, is, you know, things are going good, things are going good, and, and maybe I'm praising him, but then things, things start looking not the way I thought it was going to look. You know, um, many of you know our journey in planning the church. None of it looked like we thought it was going to look. And we waited for quite some time for our house to sell. But, man, I'm praising him. In month seven, Lord, you're going to sell our house. You're going to sell our house. You're not selling our house. This isn't working. And I kind of get a little frustrated. And not that we're human. We're going to do it. I mean, David illustrates it in Psalm. You watch this happen. I praise you, Lord, where are you? I praise you, where I mean, we do that because we're, we're human. But I think that we so often, God, I thank you, Lord, that you're going to heal our marriage. I thank you, Lord, that you're going to heal our marriage. My husband's still not changing. I'm over it. <laughs> Truthfully. And I, like I said, I'm, I'm super, super like, guilty of that myself. That no matter what, I'm going to choose to praise. In the good, in the bad, in what I think he's not answering, not the time that I want it. And whatever it is, I'm going to choose to praise him. But I wonder if we've made praise an event in our life, or is it actually our lifestyle? I think that, especially just kind of living in the Bible Belt, I was raised in church, but even if you weren't, I, I feel like we've, we've began to equate praise to a building, an event that we come to, rather than something we live and praise is something that God has 
designed us to live daily. Not that this is bad. It's one of my favorite things to do, to come together and praise and worship with our church family. But this is not the only place we praise. I was listening to a a podcast this week and just was so inspired because she had the entire room hold their breath. And I thought, how many of us are doing that? How many of us are walking in here and going, oh, this is so good. Thank you, God, for worship and the word. (gasps) It's Sunday again. Thank God. Let me get my breath again. Let me get my breath again and go out again. When that's not the way God designed us to be. It's not something we just do here. It's something that we do daily when we're driving in the car, when we're washing the dishes, when we're, you know, at our desk and whatever that we choose to praise him. With the words that we speak, with the actions that we walk out, we choose to praise him. We choose to praise him. But I think that so often one thing that we're missing in this in this place of praise is I believe that part of the way that we praise him is choosing to be quiet. Choosing to be quiet before him. Because when we get quiet before him, we're saying that what he has to say is way more important than what we do. And I don't know about you. I, I believe wholeheartedly he says in his word, he loves to hear from us. He wants to hear from you. He wants to hear what's on your heart. He wants to hear your dreams. He wants to hear your concerns. But are you taking the time to be quiet? We have a... Our two younger kids, they're seven and three, and honestly, I couldn't even choose which one would be the better example because they both fit so perfectly, um, but they have a tendency to repeat and repeat and repeat themselves, and uh, I, I will often say, how many times do we say it? One time, one time, but this last week even, it was one of those things where they were saying, ah, I need, I want food, I want food, I'm hungry, I'm hungry couldn't even see that I'd already put their food on the table because they were busy saying over and over again what they wanted. Or, for instance, she exited. I don't know. She may be in here somewhere, and I don't see her now. Our oldest, um, she's in seventh grade, and she was asking for help, and she was like, it's so confusing, it's so confusing, and I'm sitting there trying to explain it. But she couldn't get clarity because she wouldn't quit talking. And, of course, Holy Spirit had a little conversation with me about that. (laughs) That how often that's me. And I'm saying, I want peace. I want peace. I want peace. He's like, if you'll be quiet, I'll give it to you. I want to be free of this anxiety. I'm so tired of it. If you'll be quiet, I'll give it to you. I don't know what to do. Where do I go? Which job do I take? What? If you'll be quiet, I'll tell you. Now, I'm not telling you he'll, he'll tell you everything because he won't. I don't believe he will. Often he doesn't. Uh, my dad and I were laughing the other day as we discussed that we believe we're kind of wonder. We're all just Abrahams saying God will obey. And you get one step and ready to go again. Like, Lord, you show me the next step. We often don't get the multiple steps. But are you being quiet to hear him? Because he wants to show you. Psalm 46.10. Be still and know. And once again in parentheses. Recognize and understand that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. 
We can't recognize and understand if we're so busy talking. If we're so busy, I'm, I was telling a friend this last week, I'm really guilty about when I'm struggling, instead of sitting and talking to the Lord, I'm like, I'm going to go clean. <laughs> It'll make me feel better. But it doesn't help. That if we'll be quiet, he'll give us what we need. So my question for you today is what's keeping you from praising? What is keeping you from praising? I'm going to ask the worship team to come. What's keeping you from praising? Psalm 34.3 in the Amplified Version says, Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us lift up his name together. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us lift up his name together. We've often heard it, but when we worry, we're magnifying our problem. When we gossip, we're magnifying division. But when we praise, we're magnifying God. And I kept getting this visual this week. Honestly, it was just yesterday. I was just praying, and Lord, whatever you have. And thankfully, we have some incredible people that came to my rescue. But I just kept having this visual of a magnifying glass. And every time I praise, I'm doing like this. And I'm making him larger. Because his word says that I look to the hills where my help comes from. My help comes from the Lord. What are you magnifying today? Because I can magnify what our family may be walking through, or I get to magnify all I kept seeing was my grandpa dancing and singing the bass line. It was his favorite thing. But he's doing it with angels. And I'm thankful. And I choose to magnify that today. What are you magnifying? Because here's the reality. Each one of us have one of these. You can't see yours, but we each have one have one. What are you magnifying today? Will you stand with me? I want to challenge you. Choose to magnify him today. Because whatever obstacle you see, he's greater. And you can quickly take that magnifying glass from that obstacle to him. Because it makes it bigger, clearer. I mean, even this, I'm seeing, I'm holding this up and I can even see the word fresh praise right there. I see things I couldn't see before when I praise him. When I look to him. You know, this wasn't even in our notes, but 2 Corinthians 3.17, I looked it up after first service because I quoted it thinking that's where it was found. But 2 Corinthians 3.17, we often quote it, I quote it quite a bit. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. But yesterday, I told Gabriel, I said, look at this. 2 Corinthians 3.16. Those that look to the Lord, the veil is taken away. And I believe today that God wants to remind someone in here that you're looking for all the right things to do, all the right things to say for that veil to be taken away. But what does he tell us? Look to him. And then he says, because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. He has freedom for you today. He has fresh praise for you today. Let me tell you. Raising my hands, 
may be hard and may feel like a sacrifice today, but I know where my help comes from. Your help comes from Him. So no matter what you're facing today, He has the freedom you need. I don't care if your dad's dad's dad dad struggled with alcohol. You don't have to anymore. Because those that look to the Lord, the veil is taken away. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. I don't care if divorce ran in your family. God says that we're two or where what he has joined, let no man separate. And you can declare that today. He is bigger and there is freedom. Freedom from your marriage. Freedom for you individually. Let him take that veil away. Look to him today. Because he wants to help you. And it's not about saying all the right things and doing all the right things. I didn't have anything to say today. Honestly, I told Gabriel last night, you know, you could do this by yourself. But I knew, I knew what he wanted me to do. <laughs> and this is hard. <laughs> but I know where my hope comes from. And I love it because we serve such a good God. That even in the first service, a gentleman came up to us. And he said, I lost my wife a year ago. And I needed what you had to say today. And if for nothing else, that was worth it. You can get your praise back today. Or for that means that there's a song that my husband absolutely just, it's a new song. It might get loud. It might get loud. And maybe today you need to turn it up a notch. <laughs> maybe today you need to lift your hands higher. You need to give him all you got. Because, man, he deserves it. He deserves way more than we could ever give. But all we have to do is lift our hands and look to him. Look to him. We just lift your hands right now. Lord, we just declare in this place, we know that you are worthy. Today we choose to praise you. Lord, I pray over every person prayer team comes. I pray over every person today under the sound of my voice that maybe they've lost their praise and they used to feel like they knew how to praise you or it came naturally to praise you, but something has happened in their life and they've lost it or they've walked away from it or they've forgotten that every good and perfect gift comes from you, whatever the situation may be. Lord, I pray for fresh praise. Lord, for those that, that are intentional to praise you, I pray that that there would still be fresh praise. God, you, you will be praised. And today we choose, we choose to praise you. If we're in a difficult situation, we choose to praise you. If we're in a great situation, we still choose to praise you. Lord, I pray that praise would be a lifestyle, not an event day our lives, the way that we live, the things that we say, what we do, that it would bring praise, honor, and glory to your name. And as we sing this last song, and we declare that we choose to praise, and we say, yes, I will. Lord, if there's anybody here today who needs prayer for anything in their life, Holy Spirit, I pray that you would draw them for prayer. In Jesus' name.
to share this real quick before we sing this for the last time. I kept seeing someone in this room and you've had something. You've had something that keeps coming back to your mind while we talk about fresh praise and it's a little bit of a struggle. But there's someone in this room that something's happened to you and it hurts really bad. That your heart feels shattered. But God said it was time to break the magnifying glass that you've been so focused on that and the pain and you're justified by it, what's been done to you. But he wants to give you a new lens today. So throw it on the ground. Leave it in the dirt. As I had a lady say once to me, come up here and pray with those that are down here and they will agree with you that you can leave it in the dirt and be healed today and pick up a new lens to see what he wants you to see. Because the scripture tells us that, that he wants love to abound, but before that it also says that put away all bitterness, malice, all these words of hard, hurt, but often we say, oh, I'll show love, I'll show love, I'll show love. But you're not putting away the bitterness. You're not laying down the malice. You're not. Lay it down today. Break the glass today. And pick up his lens today.